your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. It is uh, the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. A couple of uh, other notes just about this track situation. Uh, somebody off the Yates Flooring Center writes in, Jamie, it's also the position of the baton in the zone, not the runner, which made it even more obvious it was in the zone. So, I mean, again, they they looked at this thing everything every which way but Friday. And the Friday was the view of the ESPN camera, which showed Texas Tech was in the clear. That was really frustrating. Now, Kirby Hocutt, the director of athletics, tweeted out on Friday, uh, these young men will be recognized as champions at Texas Tech. Could not be more proud of their performance last night. I don't know what that means, but they'll be recognized as champions. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what oh, that means either. I, I, I don't know. think you get. I don't think they're giving them a medal or anything, but I think it, basically it means Kirby saw it the same way that um, yeah, Coach Kitley did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't <clears throat> guess we're going to go full on UCF or whatever, but claim our own national. Championship, sure, right, but. right, right. You know that, that you can't. Yeah, not going to say we're going to do that. Okay. Uh, Somebody says this, a lot of respect for Kirby, going out to Kirby for saying that Tech will still honor the relay team as champions because they are. NCAA is garbage. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just sad, I mean, when you have the video to prove something. And it's not like from a fan in the crowd or whatever. Right, right. You have the video to prove and they... You could get it right. And Yeah, you could, but you're electing not to. Yeah, whether that's the rule or not, you know. Um and it almost Especially makes, when you would think that the judges would err on the side of allowing something rather than claiming you saw something you didn't. Yeah, like a UFO or something. Like a offensive pass interference <laughs> right. penalty in Norman, Oklahoma right. against Jakeem Grant. Right, <laughs> right. Um, let's see here. A couple of uh, folks have uh, written in to uh, talk about uh, uh, Angelo State. Uh, the Rams winning the Division Two National Championship. That was awesome. One of their uh, one of their catches out in the outfield made the ESPN top ten. Cool. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, we've got a couple people that have questions for you with regard to Stanford and the number of pitches that their guy threw. Uh, somebody says Stanford's pitcher threw 153 pitches or something. I think it was like 156. That. Okay. Yeah, I mean, first off, clearly he was a guy that was he was a, a softer tosser. Okay, where he's not yeah. putting. I mean that that factors in usually when you see guys throw that many pitches. But mm-hmm. um, it was um, I don't know. It's just that that's that's even then that seems like a lot of pitches. It does, right? Yeah, I mean right. those guys are able to bounce back quicker when they're not throwing mm-hmm. as hard. Um, that seems like a lot of pitches. But, Soft tossing left-hander, maybe. Well, I don't care if he's throwing with his right hand or his left hand. Yeah, right. I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No. And the Red Raiders, you just don't see them. You don't see them do that nearly as much. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess if a kid can handle it, you're, 
you're willing to let them do it. But I mean, you just have never seen that from the Red Raiders. Yeah, it's just it just it just seems like that that would be um, counterproductive to the player. If this if um, Stanford advances on, it'll be really interesting to see how he performs in his his next outing. In mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pitchers, uh, I didn't even know that this was going on. Um, but I mean, he was he was trying to make a comeback, but uh, Derek Holland is. Uh, going to have season-ending surgery. Um, he had been playing for a uh, an independent team in the Atlantic League, the York Revolution. He made his debut in late May, struck out the side, helped the Revolution for a win, but has since uh, been shut down because he's going to have to have uh, surgery. Mm, that's probably an ender. Yeah, it's an ender. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's an yes. <laughs> that is. Thank you, uh, Chin Gailey. Uh, somebody wants to know if the official was from UT. I do not know. I, I do not know if the NCA had their own officials that they had brought in from various parts of the country. Or, you would think so, right? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't guess I mean, it's a UT official. <clears throat> some of these guys probably. And my guess is they, you know, um, you know, some of these guys probably have done this for a million years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're in sure. in Austin or, you know, Iowa or wherever. Uh, somebody says, counterproductive, Chuck, they won the game. Yeah, they did. But I mean, you know, at, at what cost to the player, too? Yeah. And again, I think some guys can handle it a little bit mm-hmm. better when they're not as hard throwers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that factors in. Sure, sure. And he does wear a lavender and pink glove. What in the world was that all about? I miss that. The pitcher threw 156 pitches. He wore a, a lavender and pink glove. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> oh, why, 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 why would you do that? I have no idea. That's, that's Why would you do that? To be different, probably, and to be yeah. noticed. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a left-hander, so yeah, there you he's go. probably a little bit <clears throat> right. different. Left-handed he's, pitchers sure, are, are sure. out there. Left-handed people, those mm-hmm. those guys, you know, just they're a little off. They come mm-hmm. up with wacky kind of philosophies and sayings, and they're just different. you know, mm-hmm. you have different pronunciations for things and all that kind of. But he sure was that good. Kind of stuff. Sixteen yeah. strikeouts, man, yeah. in a big game like that, he came yeah. Yeah. huge when Stanford needed him. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, your uh, Yankee announcer uh, got back to work okay yesterday. Did you see this, John Sterling? Uh, there was a foul ball that hit him in the head. Yeah, yeah. So he, but he's he's okay. I can't believe he's eighty four. John Sterling. Yeah, no, he's. I didn't realize he was that old. He's man. He is. Uh, but he was he was a trooper. He got hit in the foul. Got hit in the head with a foul ball then. Um, 84 that could be an ender it could be a, it could be an ender that's right uh he's called yankee games since 1989 so it's not like he's done it forever i mean that's i mean 34 years is a long time yeah it's, it's a it's a long but i mean when you think about mm-hmm. he was 50 when he started doing the yankees so yeah. that's that's a little bit later in life sure you know for a big league announcer um mm-hmm. Usually those guys that, you know, are in their 30th year of doing something or, you know, started when they were in their late 20s, early 30s, they got a break, whatever, 
and uh, you know, then have have kept it on. But for him, you know, he was a big CNN guy. John Sterling was. He was. He worked his, for CNN. Yeah, I think so. I think he worked mm-hmm. for CNN or, or Turner. He worked for Turner, and uh, then got the Yankee gig. But anyway, that's um. Do not that's love on it. That. All right. Um, couple people have asked this question. I have this question as well for you uh, today. Hudson White going into the portal, does that surprise you? Uh, I would probably say it surprised me. I, I don't know. I'm not shocked by it. I Do you remember uh, I made a, like, I don't know, say bold statement or whatever, but that I said at one point, Kevin Bazell is going to be a first team all big 12 player yes. at two different positions for the yes. Red Raiders. Yes. Kevin Bazell is your best catcher. Okay, the reason that Kevin Bazell wasn't catching this year is because you had better options at catcher behind Bazell than you had behind Bazell at third base. You didn't have anybody play third base, okay? And when you saw Hudson White out there in the field, he tried to play third base once. He tried to play second. It just it wasn't there. I think Hudson White knew he wasn't going to be the primary catcher next year and that Kevin Bazell, they're planning on Kevin Bazell. They also have two signees um, that are catchers as well that are very highly regarded. Um, I think the writing was on the wall for Hudson White, and he didn't probably didn't want to be a DH utility type guy and wanted to catch every day. And so I, I assume that that's why he decided that he needed to go elsewhere. So it's it's disappointing. It's not. Uh, well, it's disappointing. You liked him as a player. You liked yeah. him liked him as a as a as a young man. Uh, I mean, good guy, good hitter for you. I mm-hmm. mean, absolutely. But I mean, and I, and I would tell you the problems with the the base stealing this year to me was more on the pitching staff than it was on the catcher. Um, but I, it wasn't good. People ran left and right on you. Okay, it's definitely a combination of the two things. Um, and it definitely got better at the end of the season, but still, um, you got to be better in that area. And so, uh, you're trying to be strong up the middle. And I think Coach Tadlock will. That's why I think you know he's basically saying he's going to make a change for next year. And 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 again, Hudson probably didn't want to be a DH utility guy and wanted his spot behind the plate every day. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day. In sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. It is the 12th day of June. And Jeff was a birthday boy over the weekend. We did not uh, celebrate his birthday on Friday like maybe we should have. But, you know, when it's on Saturday, it's kind of like wonky like that. So happy belated birthday, Mr. McGuire. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jeff. Two Uh, days ago. Yeah. Uh, 1928 is where we will start start off today, gentlemen. Because the New York Yankees future first uh, future... Baseball Hall of Fame first baseman. That's not that hard to say, Jeff. Uh, Lou Gehrig collected 14 total bases, mm. two triples, two home runs, and a 15-7 to win over the White Sox. Wow. Two triples and two homers. That's a good day. That's what they called it, the Sultan of Swat. No. No, that, that would be the Babe. Babe Ruth. Oh, Babe Ruth, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I guess I, I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's better to be wrong or to have an inability to focus inability to focus yeah 1939 baseball hall of fame is dedicated in cooperstown i struggle with both in case yeah. you are no, no. Yeah. I, we, we all do we all do it's it's not a good skill set 
<clears throat> Sorry, Jeff. No, you're fine. Cooperstown was uh, dedicated today in 1939. Uh, 1957. It's a great, great place. Stan Musial plays his 823rd game, a new National League consecutive game streak. Hmm. 1970, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Doc Ellis no hits the Padres 2 to nothing in San Diego Stadium. 1979, the Detroit Tigers fire their manager, Les Moss. They would hire a guy named Sparky Anderson. It worked out pretty well for him. Well, he'd stay until 95, so, you know, significant amount of time. Would include a World Series title in 84, AL Manager of the Year in 84, and in 87. 1981, baseball players begin a 50-day strike, and it would be their third. Mm. It just that strike just really killed me. I mean, that was that was just that was a tough, tough summer. Well, Chuck, you look miraculous for being dead. Yeah, no, I mean, just it just <laughs> it, it just really it really hurt. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. I know. Uh, 1990, Cal Ripken Jr. plays his 1,308th consecutive game to move him past Everett Scott into second place on the all-time consecutive games played list. Gee, wonder who was in front of him at that point. 2002 NBA Finals, Los Angeles Lakers beat the New Jersey Nets 113-107 for a 4-0 sweep and third straight title. Shaquille O'Neal for the third consecutive finals, is your MVP. He was good. 2017 NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 129-120 in Game 5. First time the same teams had met for the third consecutive year in NBA history. And your MVP was Kevin Durant. It is National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Oh, man. I, the, of, the, of all the Girl Scout cookies, the peanut butter cookie is is right up there for me with the Thin Mint. I think these are just talking about the ones that are made with just peanut butter. Well, I mean, you got peanut butter in between the two. It's a peanut right. butter cookie. I, but, I like the peanut butter cookie with a Hershey Kiss on top. Mm. That's solid. Mm-hmm. My mom would make the peanut butter cookie and then have the little spatula mark in the middle of it. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the peanut butter cookie. Yeah, that, that, that was a cookie. that was a Hall of Fame cookie that she, that mm. was one of her Hall of Fame cookies that she made. It's also International Falafel Day. I don't know what that is. It's uh, like a wrap kind of thing, like a. It's not a food group. No, it's no, it's a, a type wiggity, of wiggity 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 wrap. <laughs> no, it's like a. Uh, oh God, what's it like? It's a one of the Mediterranean versions of like a burrito kind of concept. It's it's not like a a gyro a a gyro, but it's something along those lines. Like I know it when I see it. Where's Sounds that terrible. on the Where's that on the diggity no diggity scale? Sounds do you think, terrible. Do you think that where is that rate on the diggity no diggity scale? <laughs> I don't you don't understand. Know. You don't know. I don't think that's how no diggity works. Okay. Happy birthday! I struggle with that thing too. Yeah, a lot of people do, including the guy who came up with it. Dave Franco, 38 today. Mm-hmm. Mark Henry from the WWE is 52. Dallas Clark is 44. And Hideki Matsui is 48. And on this day, in 1987, we heard this. 
Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. I thought we were going to get the. Oh, here we go. Is it coming? Stand by. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Mr. President. Would I have let the applause go that long without giving you the payoff? Well, I, I just, I, I wanted. You accuse me now of letting the applause go that long without giving you the payoff, just... and I'm just slightly insulted two days after my birthday because that's yeah. this day in sports. History. He really does bring up a good point. I mean, why let it roll with the applause well, I that just was, long I was just... if there wasn't more to come after? I don't. I, you're right. I was just. I was, didn't know when it was coming. I was you just were like, just mad that there were other drivers on the road. You were impatient. <laughs> I was impatient. I was, I was a little I was a little impatient there. Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall. Ronald Reagan. <clears throat> he I mean yeah, he was he was a good one. There's no there's no question about it. All right, uh six fifty two this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T dot com for that or the mobile app. Uh this uh Pedro says this back from Key Largo. Uh, we represented Floydata and Texas Tech everywhere we went. Now on to summer school. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, if you're a teacher and not a student. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody says this, OMG, Chuck, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Uh, somebody points this out. If Stanford goes to Omaha, Texas Tech was four and four against college world series teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, better them going than the Longhorns because you were 0-3 against them. Centex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Hank says this, uh, falafel, think fritter, deep fried, usually served with a sauce, pretty good. You're saying that's not the same one. That's not what I was thinking of, but they are correct. They are correct. I, I was incorrect. Okay, they are correct. Um, let's see. I now have to go find what I was thinking of because it's different than, it. it it's like a, it, let me find it, and I'll tell you what it is. Uh, a couple of people point out that John Sterling was, was with the Atlanta Braves and the Atlanta Hawks for a number of years. Okay. Yeah, I know he was with the Braves. Okay, I didn't know about the Hawks, but I think he also did some stuff with CNN, which would make sense because it's all part of the same group. You sure. know. Okay. I just remember him, I think, on CNN Headline News or something along those lines, along with uh, that one guy that uh, CNN Headline News, the sports guy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. He, he's he's not there anymore. Okay. He, he had some problems. The only guy I've ever known that said CNN was uh, James Earl Jones in oh, the yeah. af- official logo. Yeah. Uh, Robert says this, Chuck, if a forehead, if a foul ball hits your head, would it end your career? No. 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 I, don't, I mean, not that I want anybody to try to do it, but. Yeah, let's not find out. Yeah. Not, not. 
I don't know that I wanted to get hit by the one that Hacks caught in the head, even at my age. So well, he caught it with his hand. So I mean, but yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have wanted to get hit. That was in the a head. screamer. Yeah, it was right back at him. It was impressive. No, no question. No doubt. Yeah, surprised you didn't stick your hand in front trying to kind of get it from him. What sense would that one have made? <laughs> I don't know. None. I like all my digits. You like all your-, your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Already the 12th of June. We're almost halfway through this month. Crazy. Man. It is crazy. Um, this uh, from Justin. Don't think there was any question. Baron Morton understands his role as well as his future at the position after Shuck. Well, here's the thing. Tyler Shuck actually could ask for another year in 2024. Yeah, I know. I just made your head hurt. He could seek a medical hardship waiver for a seventh season after his injury-shortened 2021 season. He's cutting down on his money-making years in the NFL. <laughs> right. No, there's, there's maybe something to be said for that. Uh, obviously, if he has a big year this year, um, he'll be uh, adios, muchacho, right? I would, you would think so, but who knows, man. Somebody says this off the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. I wonder if Coach found out that the way they handled the quarterback room heading into the 2022 camp was a cluster. Did you? Do you feel like it was a cluster going into the going into camp 2022? Uh, I mean, at this time last year and in, in in fall camp, it just it just felt like. I don't know how, how how I really say this. Um, it, it just felt like everything that was said about the quarterbacks was hard to believe. It was like all deception. And we basically, I mean, and I, I think you were in agreement with me, anything that was said about the quarterback position, we just didn't trust it. Yeah. It, be- was, it was always about deception. Mm-hmm. It was about trying to, like, everybody believed that everybody had a shot when we all knew – that wasn't the case. Tyler Shuck was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I it, was mean, it was like, like so Captain much, Obvious stuff. Yeah, so much um, mm-hmm. talking out of the side of your mouth and so much fake left go right. <laughs> yeah, you could read between the tea leaves. Yeah. Oh, so they complimented that guy, so it's the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're not talking about him, so he's the starter. I mean, everything that was said, it was just. And I think that I personally got to the point where it was kind of. Uh, you were frustrated. Well, I don't wouldn't say I was frustrated. I would just say, "Hey, we're not dumb." Yeah, you know, don't mm-hmm. don't treat us like we're dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fan base is smart enough to figure things out, right? Yeah, and we're big boys; we can handle it. Yeah, yeah. But there's this whole game that has to go on with college coaches now, mm-hmm. where they have to try to. I mean, they're recruiting their guys while they're on campus playing for them. Yeah, and they have they have no choice. They're recruiting them yeah. away from the portal. Yeah, every second. Yeah, that they, they, I mean, that they have to do that mm-hmm. to keep guys engaged and, and not looking elsewhere and having the wandering eye and all that. Right? You have to constantly be probably massaging the ego a little bit there mm-hmm. and and making sure, hey, we still think very highly of you, and we think you, you're, hey, you're going to be the starter, and we're going to use all three. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he was right, by the way. Just, we did use all three last year. We did use all year. three, but it, was, it felt like you're just getting them more in. times than not. He was not right. Okay. 
Well, it kind of felt like sometimes and, you're and getting them all in just to just to prove just your to, point. Just to exactly. prove your just to prove your point. Yeah. See, I told you, told you we're going to use. All, yeah. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I. You know what? The texter used the word cluster. That's fair. And and okay, so maybe maybe much like the fourth down, going for it, like we saw less of that in the last third of the season than we did in the first, you know, eight games. Maybe maybe this is him going. Okay, maybe I didn't handle that as well as I should have. Maybe I just should have been just up front. Now that we've got the obvious case here with Tyler Shuck versus Baron Morton, go ahead and name him the starting quarterback. I'm I'm open to that. I'm maybe, open maybe. to thinking that our head coach is able to adjust mm-hmm. and learn from mistakes and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think you're right with the fourth down thing. I think that he showed an ability to do that, and he's not stubborn-headed and like, I refuse to change. Oh, people doubt this. Well, I'm just going to give them more of it. <laughs> right, right. No. That's, right. You don't like bologna? You're getting bologna for lunch, yeah. and maybe for dinner, and maybe for breakfast, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe maybe just looked at this one. Okay, we have an obvious situation here. Tyler Shucks are starting quarterback. No reason for anybody to doubt that. He's our starting quarterback. And maybe the situation's a little bit different, sure. too. I mean, your yeah. third-string mm-hmm. guy isn't going to be an incoming freshman, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. That's what we think, right? Yeah. And so you're, he is. You're He's not, already here. You're not worried worried about him. Right. Okay, you're not worried about him. What? Why am I not the starter? I'm transferring. Well, he doesn't and, expect to be the starter. And then you have a guy behind him and Baron Morton who has proven to be as team guy as you could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if he were going to leave, he would have already he left. He would have already left. He would have left at semester. That's exactly right. Right. And so he's, he's not going anywhere. And so you have the ability where you don't have to do the tap dancing and play the game about all three are going to play mm-hmm. and all three could start and yeah, all of that. And then all of a sudden go, well, it was clear from the beginning who the <laughs> right. starter was, even though we were... <laughs> throwing you guys softballs about this guy has a shot and this guy and we're still competing. And then, oh, no, we knew from the beginning it was this guy. Yeah. Okay, right. well, so right. did the rest of us. We right. just pretended to listen to you. Yeah. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Clinton didn't undervalue the Texas Tech quarterback room. He said Chuck is his Heisman favorite. Okay. All right. All right, well. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, can't believe he... Picked him over the guy from Kansas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seven twenty-two this morning here on the morning drive. I had mentioned that uh, Coach McGuire also had some objections to a couple of changes in uh, recruiting rules. Uh, this was from the AJ as well. Uh, basically, his uh, his uh, disagreement is in allowing prospects unlimited official visits. Okay, and then also. Uh, re- reducing the number of uh, coaches coaches recruiting days person days uh, in the spring from 168 to 140. Um, you know programs are also limited to 56 official visits per cycle. And Coach McGuire was quoted as saying, "I would change the unlimited official visits." There's a couple of old coaches that have said back in the day. People weaponized uh, official visits, meaning, "Hey, I wasn't going to take this kid, but I was going to make sure he wasn't going to." going to go to you on this weekend, I think you could start seeing that with some big-time programs that have the money to do that and want to do that. In other words, hey, we have no real intention of signing this kid, but we're going to bring him in to fill-in-the-blank school because he really wants 
he really loved that school, but he's not going to go there and he's not going to come to the big Texas Tech recruiting weekend or the big fill keep them away, keep, keep them, them from keep forming them away. that relationship yeah. and getting on campus and possibly being around, really liking it or yeah. meeting other guys, <clears throat> meeting other guys because yeah. you because you feel like that that could that could hurt you. Uh, and and look, the number of recruiting personal visits th- this was done with you know a lot of uh, discussion with coaches and. And this is even something that Kirby Hocutt talked about before uh, Joey McGuire uh, came on board because all, all these administrators, and, and I think even coaches themselves, if you probably asked them in person, are, are concerned about these coaches getting no downtime. What, I mean, it, it is 24-7, 365. I hate it for them. And uh, they basically did this to kind of help them help themselves um, so there'll be fewer recruiting days from mid-April through Memorial Day. Um, and then the number of evaluation days is also being limited during the season from 42 to 33. So this was this was done with the coaches in mind um, to kind of help them have a little bit of a break. Um, you know, whether these guys take it or not, it's up to them. Sure, hope they do um, but, for their families. But you kind of look at all coaches, and it really is a young man's game. Um, you don't see very many 65-year-old coaches, um, and you haven't for quite some time either. So, you know, for all the stuff that was made about Cliff Kingsbury being young, he was every bit as young when he became the head coach as Daryl Royal and Bud Wilkinson when they were hired at Texas and Oklahoma you know, 50, 60, a, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, but that was a different time. It, it was a different time, but that, but still but my point. That when Coach Kingsbury became a head coach, there weren't a lot of head coaches that age. No, but. Anywhere it, close to it. No, but I mean, my point is, it's just, it, it is, it is, was, and is still a young man's game. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. uh, What you got for us? All right. So I'm going Red Raider football for Mm -hmm. us today. Okay. Okay. Feels like I've been heavy with that of late. Mm -hmm. That's good because I think that's something we're all looking forward to. Sure. All excited about. Sure. Okay. And after hearing Coach McGuire talk about the fact that he thought he had to uh, signal callers that he thought were going to play on Sundays, mm-hmm. which I'm not here to argue with him on any of that. Okay. Okay. I have this, I pose this question for you. Tell me the two skilled position players mm-hmm. on offense mm-hmm. that you think have the best chance to play on Sundays. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you have two. You're going to let me have two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me have two. That can play on Sunday. All right. That means in the NFL. Yeah, right. Now I got you. Not just in the neighborhood kind of. <laughs> Didn't have up. that early season yeah. start of the year game against SMU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, Duran Bradley is one. And <clears throat> you're you're going to laugh at me and you're gonna you're gonna tell me probably I'm wrong. Uh, but Mason Tharp that will be my second. Those two guys will play on Sunday. Okay. I will not be saying Mason Tharp. 
Uh, I will I be. That. <laughs> I will People be. People would have been disappointed if I hadn't. The sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to go. <sighs> this is projecting so far for this guy. But Cameron Valdez feels like a guy that could get a, a special teams role with what he can kind of bring, um, which would be, in fact, playing on Sunday. And I'm trying to decide. <laughs> right? Those guys play on Sunday. Well, no, too. but no, he's not like a. There's a difference between being a starter on offense and being a wide and that, and then being maybe. Man, you just never know with running back. Yeah. It just feels college like a, running back sometimes such a throwaway position. I mean, it's like. And then the next the, thing you know, they're stars in the NFL for two or three years. Two or three years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go. Jeff was and, thinking way outside the box there. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, or trying to anyway. And I'm gonna go somebody we haven't seen yet, Dre McCray. You're a big fan of him. I am. I am too. Yeah, I am too. Um, okay. I almost said Loic Fungi, but yeah, that he would, that'd he be a good name. No, yeah. uh, I'm Jaron Bradley. Jerome Bradley is number one on my list. Okay, I, I think he's um, he's, he's got, got the best potential yeah, to be an NFL um, stud. So he's going to be number one for me, and uh, I think Baron Morton is number two for me. I, I think Baron has a, a skill set. That translates to the NFL, and um, I think he's going to be a. I think he's got a, a good chance to be a, an NFL player, and a, and a great chance to be a really good player for us. So. Do, you, do you think he's? Um, do you think he I think he's a, a longer... starter next year? Okay. <laughs> do Do you think he has more of a shot in the NFL than Tyler Shuck? Think he goes further? Mm, yes, that's why I picked him number two and not Tyler Shuck. Okay. Shuck's bigger, 6'5", 232. Morton's 6'2", 217, but probably has some room to add some weight would be my guess. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, somebody said this. Chuck's answer, the punter and the kicker. Hardy, har, har, har. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're not offensive players, necessarily. So... <laughs> We were specifically right. asked for offensive right. players. <laughs> the holder would be an offensive player because it would be on offense. The yeah, but you get penalties can, for that if you're on offense getting the a punters, holder call. Punter's considered a uh, defensive guy. How about Todd? Is he? I'm pretty sure they're both special teams guys. Yeah. Well, special teams, but, you know. Um, how about Taj Brooks? What's your what's your thought on him? See, just, think, see I, a guy that kind of gets a couple years in the NFL and then I think he's cast aside? I don't know. I think he's got a shot, but mm-hmm. yeah. We need to have. Uh, I what? think Fungi definitely will mm-hmm. give himself a chance. Yeah. I think Miles Price could earn himself a shot. Uh, I think. Uh, you got to think. Baylor, what about Baylor Cup? Sure. I think Baylor Cup has a better chance than Mason Tharp, but that's not the exciting and sexy answer that <laughs> no, Chuck wants because he's not no. a. Six it's nine not. freak show. Six nine two seventy. I mean, he's got you know Gronk and you know Jason uh, uh, and Kelsey all over him. You know, he's got uh, what? He looks like the Kelsey. I mean, he looks like Kelsey or 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 uh, but they're Gronk. Not six nine. I know, but I mean they're big. Yeah, they're, but I mean all tight ends are big. He's yeah. he's super tall. He's super tall, right? No, I think he. <laughs> It's growing into his body still, I think. <laughs> Six nine two seventy. You know, probably somebody on the offensive line will make it to the NFL out of this group. 
You would think maybe Rusty Stats. Who knows? We haven't seen him yet. Yeah, hope hope so. Hope you know, so, six but. five, three and a quarter. Yeah, um, I, I just went with the, the skill position guys because no, no, no. I figured gotcha. that would be easier for us. Gotcha. I don't know that any of us are great in analyzing offensive line. I would say not. Yeah. I, I think we struggle with. Just the skill guys. When an offensive lineman stands out, mm-hmm. we notice. Like when they're that good, mm-hmm. we notice. I don't know that anybody in this group, from what we have seen so far, and there's still you know actual games to be played coming up that will get this opportunity, has stood out enough to make me think these guys are going to be playing on Sundays. Yeah. There's nobody pancake blocking somebody or shoving somebody sure. five, five yards off the line of scrimmage yeah. left and right that is protecting the quarterback well enough in pass blocking. Yet. I they can show us that in the fall. Yeah. I don't agree with this. Barron looks like Doug Flutie on the field. I mean, Doug Flutie was 5'9". Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks shorter than other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question there. Um, but he doesn't, to me, he doesn't look like Doug yeah. Flutie. That's a, that's. To be fair. That's a shot there. Doug Flutie played on Sundays. He did. Got a nice jacket to go with it. Uh, somebody said this. I wish we had some offensive lines in the discussion. Yeah, sure. Right there right there with you. Uh, Austin McNamara will return to form and will be a punter in the NFL. Uh, somebody says this. I knew Chuck would say Tharp. Mine is Bradley and Fungi. Okay. Now, I thought about Fungi. I just thought I'd have somebody... Just a little bit. The question for me for Fungi is, can he stay healthy? Um, you had that same question for Baron Moore, or excuse me, Tyler Shuck? Yes. I think that's fair. Yeah. Now, Coach McGuire was quoted as saying, you know, with regard to the the, the collarbone, uh, he cited other guys that had, had had collarbone injuries, including his own son when he was in college at Baylor, and that the, the collarbone, if you get hit just right, yeah, you're going to break it. But they, he said they plated the one for Shuck, so they feel better about it. But, I mean, you know, if, if you're going, you know, it does, it is, it is a concern. But it's not like he had a knee or an ankle um, injury. Um, so, yeah, you hope that he can be smart about it and, and not get hit there. Uh, this Chuck's right on all district slash conference teams kickers are listed with offensive guys punters defense i also say he's wrong about thup tharp uh, cup looks much more similar to gronk and kelsey than tharp who's four inches taller and leaner than them lol um yeah, travis kelsey i guess is six five cup is six six and he this person says cup seems closer to a prototypical uh tight end okay mm-hmm. uh somebody says this i'm meant to say baron plays like doug flutie Okay. Uh, didn't think Terrence Steele was going to play on Sunday. Right. No, I don't think anybody did. Uh, now he's a starter for the Cowboys. But he also, to his credit, after that first year in which he got a break and he was able to play, he went to the weight room and reinvented himself. So, but, yeah, from here it's possible, right? Yeah, I wish he would have reinvented here. <laughs> He was still very good. No he was still very good. He was still very, he was still very good. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio and look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. 
If you have something you'd like to share from the weekend, something that uh, pleased you or uh, something that uh, was just uh, stupendous in your household and you want to share with that, uh, you can. Or if you had some kind of disaster that you need a shoulder to cry on, we are, we are here for you. No? Do we really? <laughs> no? No shoulders to cry on? You can cry on mine. Uh, it'd be, be all right. It'd be all right if you do that. Uh, uh, let's some, see. Somebody call or text in and tell us their wife left them or their husband left them or they had mm. a loved one pass. The loved one pass. I mean, is that really what we want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're the best grief counselors. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe not. I think we're. I think we probably we'd be compassionate. Yeah, we would. I don't think we How do would you think laugh you would, in their face. I just think, think it would make for an awkward sports talk radio show. Do you think you would? <laughs> do you think you would fare well as a uh, funeral home director? Um, no. No. Yeah. I'm not great with words. <laughs> I would feel really bad. You, I just don't you, know that I would have great words to console. Would anyone. you have the compassion to be able to do that? I, I mean, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a compassionate I, person, I think but so. I don't. I don't know that I have great words in those moments. Okay. <laughs> because I, you know, for the most part, Chuck, I generally treat people like I want to be treated. Sure. Which is just kind of let me get past it on my own. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking for words to console me. I just need my time. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to answer. You know, Jeff has found out when my team loses, I don't need you to come tell me. I feel bad that your team <laughs> <Yeah>. lost. Because <laughs> that just brings up again that my team lost. Right. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. I would prefer just nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, here's some things from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um I tore up my garage door this morning, Chuck. Does that count? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> what did you do? Did you forget that it was closed and you just backed both, out? Both of the adult lengths have done that before. Okay. So, you know, don't feel bad. You're not the only one. How uh, was that? I was, that was compassionate. Yeah, that was good. That I was, was really saying, good. hey, you're not the only one. We've you're not done the only that, one. too. You yeah, know. you don't have to feel bad. Hey, at least. I mean, you're going to feel bad no At least you what. have a car in your garage, you know? Yeah. You know, it's good, so good for you. At least you have a garage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a garage with a car in it, right, right Chuck? Right. That's what I said. I just said that. Chuck <laughs> is envious that he get the, the guy gets to park his yeah. car in the garage. I'm yeah. envious that he has a garage at all. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, my eight-year-old turned on the bathroom tub and let it overflow and flood our entire hallway. Not how I wanted to spend my Saturday, LOL. Ooh. Sounds like we're getting a new eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Racer 26 had a good weekend. Junior got second. Friday and Junior Junior won his class on Saturday. Nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, there we go. See, now we're now we're talking. We've got some real real life stories here from mm-hmm. from the weekend. Uh, Raiders dad, I don't know what you've been doing, man. Who you're hanging out with? He says he finally had a negative COVID test Saturday, Sunday evening. Man, it's stuck in nineteen in twenty twenty or something. Um. Well, that's good news. That's yeah. positive. It's negative now. I didn't just. I just didn't know that people took COVID tests anymore. Right. Uh, this kind of surprised you're not active in your HOA. Felt like that would be right up your alley. Those meetings are probably great handshaking opportunities. 
Probably so. I just I, I think that would I think I'd rather put a screwdriver through my is, head than that. Is bothered as you are by what other people do with their grass clippings mm-hmm. and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you're not the head of your yeah. HOA. What's yeah. it called? Yeah. Yeah. Your homeowners association. Yeah. 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 No, I got I got I got no desire for that. You got a good conversation going on over there on your phone? No. Okay. <laughs> You can figure it out. Some pressing matter over there. I did have a pressing Mrs. matter. A is little... Mrs. Hines upset with you? No, she's not. Oh, okay. She's, she's not upset with me. No, she. Okay. I'm worried for you. You made the garage joke. I was worried. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I thought you were getting scolded. Oh, no. I was huh. really hoping for No. Huh. No. <laughs> First world problem. I, I guess I left the pool a third of the way open last night. Forgot to close it. That's a first world problem. You asked me. Okay. My daughter drove through our garage door when she was 15. That was a couple of years ago, and I had a great weekend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Keith from Lubbock. The evil empire lost and had an epic pitching event against them. Keith from Lubbock. Who yeah. wins that game today between Stanford? I don't I don't know if you know if you have any idea who's got pitching left or anything like that, well, but that's really kind of what it comes down to. You know right? me, I'm the ultimate pessimist. I just expect the worst, so <laughs> I expect the Longhorns to win. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I, I was thinking about this as these Big 12 teams were having success. You know, you have TCU that's already there and um, Texas on the, on the verge of getting there. Um, I guess that's... That's it for now for the Big 12. That, that will be it. So if, if the Big 12 gets two teams to Omaha, does that change the kind of the season review of the Big 12 of not having just the, the greatest of years to say, well, you got, you got two in there. Um, and, you know, the ACC, I guess, potentially would have uh, Wake there. Um, the SEC would have... Florida and, and LSU and um, and the Pac-12 would have Stanford and then you have Oral Roberts in there as well. But I mean, you'd have you'd have two of the eight. Does that change the narrative a little bit? I don't know. Um, I I can't get excited about that because two of the eight are teams that you hate and recruit against. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sitting back here going, yay, Big 12, no, we got no, two I, of the eight. And, and I yeah. understand that. And meanwhile, TCU and Texas are on the national stage, and the Longhorns would be there for the third consecutive yeah. year. Uh, so just count me out of the I'm excited for the Big 12 category. Yeah, no, I, I and I and yeah, I share I'm, that as well. I mean, I, I'm, I, I get you. I'm locked into the uh, College World Series being ABT baseball. Anybody but Texas slash TCU. That's. I would probably say that. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for hard the hardest for the teams playing TCU in Texas. Okay. If okay. Texas gets in, let's hope yeah. they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Go trees. Yeah. Uh, this the new puppy we got two months ago ate one of my wife's expensive sandals, and I was blamed for not keeping an eye on her. Side note. I was the only one in the family who wasn't on board for the purchase of said puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's your dog now. We know. You can lie to other people, but that dog is your dog. (sighs) Uh, Somebody had asked how long uh, Jose Otuve had been out with the Astros. You said 51 games. Jeff played all weekend. That was mostly the start of the season with the 
wrist injury from the WBC. Yeah. He, I mean, he's missed some games here and there, but yeah. not long stints. Astros are back in action tomorrow night. They'll take on the Washington Nationals. We'll have it for you on 100.7 The Score. They play the Nationals in interleague play tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.